Tilston. Tilston. Uh, welcome back to the Professional Degenerates podcast. I'm joined today by a very special guest on an alternative artist episode. Introduce yourself, mate. All right. Well, my name is, uh, people like to call me Robbie, but it's actually Roberto. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a tattoo artist and uh, I've been an artist for about been an artist for about 10 years now and uh, it's been going good nice. it's been going good yeah. yeah now as someone who I'm looking at getting a tattoo done which is I say that because I never share my this podcast with my mum you know <laughs> I don't share any of my creativity with my mum because it's far too far for her but I do <laughs> want to get one tattoo done and I want to get it I want it to be the logo that I'm going to get designed for this podcast so um it's gonna be like a i won't go into it people will see it when they see it but as someone with no tattoos like and i can't take myself seriously at the best of times yeah so i can't take tattoos on myself seriously so my tattoo is a joke tattoo yeah so what's the best joke tattoo you've ever seen i've ever seen oh man there's heaps heaps i mean especially with this new age of like instagram you can see anything you just look it up um there's this great page on Instagram that keeps getting taken down. It's called The Snake Pit. Yeah. Um, if you look it up, it would usually have different names, Snake, but Snake Pit is the main thing. And if you really want to see some f- fucked up shit, that's where you go. That's like the most craziest designs that you see usually all have to do with just balls, dicks, pussies, anything mixed it. into it. Yeah. I love it. But... um. I love it, yeah. I love the art. So if I see anything that's not remotely too fucked up, mm. I will. I, I won't. I will, I'll love it. I'll love yeah. it. So, but some definitely there's some very funny, funny shit out there. Um, most fucked up thing I've seen is uh, this guy got like a alien with um, all these like nipples, kind of like a dog with all the nipples running down, and he included one of his nipples, so it's going down his body. And it's just this alien, and it was, oh, it's like this big alien vagina thing. Mm. All these nipples running down, and one of his nipples is included in it. Mm. And I thought that was pretty fucked up, but it's good. That's it's done well. <laughs> that's pretty fucking bizarre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People's, you know, some people, life choices come easy for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, to paint a picture <clears throat> for our listeners, you're a pretty alternative looking dude for yourself. I see you got some rings on, you got, um, you got some massive, I mean, they're not. I guess they are spaces, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah you got massive yeah. plug spaces in your ears. You got a massive piercing through your nose. Yeah. You're about as you're pretty one of the more alternative people <laughs> I've had on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Which is really because really so far I've just been getting. I think the most exotic person I've had on this podcast was an Israeli person. Oh, yeah. I think it was another comedian. Actually, oh, no. no, that's not true. The rapper I had on, K the Sovereign, that guy is is black as night. Um, <laughs> he was he, he was very black. Really cool dude. But yeah, the Israeli dude, we were just literally making jokes about having no foreskin for about half an hour. Oh, uh, uh, well, yeah. What's the, uh, what's the most ridiculous body modification that you have, do you think? Is there a body modification that I'm not seeing that is ridiculous? No, nah, not at the moment. I actually do plan on... Um getting my uh foreskin pierced though oh that is actually on the books for the next one good lord <laughs> oh what is um now assuming it's only your bedroom partners that will see this 
Well, for the most part. I mean, we're in 2022. I mean, if I don't want to get cancelled, I guess so. Mm. Well, like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, you know, you might be uh, some kind of exhibitionist, mate. I don't know. Nah, no one wants to see that. Don't lie, <laughs> mate. People will pay to see any bizarre thing these days. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, nah, so it's definitely work? bedroom partners. Get us getting your piercing through there. Well, it's just like any other piercing, I guess, but um, it's just, yeah, mm. it's just like any other piercing. It would be the, um, at the moment, what I've looked into is the, uh, is, uh, what would it be called? The, that little skin that ties the uh, foreskin to the, to the head. But, uh, yeah, I've seen people getting, like, a whole bridge of piercings down there. <sighs> So right to the right to the base, but um, that is definitely my that's on oh, that's on the books. Good gracious, mate! And if you uh, know me well enough, you know that I actually do all my own piercing. So, oh man, that, that is uh, that is on the books for me to do as well. For is that is that more of a reason why it's a goal to do that a ridiculous piercing on yourself? And I I think it's part of the thrill. Yeah, <sighs> it is part of the thrill, and. Um, it definitely comes down to, I think anyone that is into body modification can attest to that the more you can do yourself, the more of the uh, title you you kind of give to yourself. Yeah. Jesus. That is some horrific shit. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair play. We, you know, we live in this free <clears throat> world and I'm glad we do, but, you know, there, there's some... Sh- it, it's kind of like I talk about in the last episode, the... Uh, an episode that hasn't even fucking been released yet um, at this stage, but um, the the principle of like the free society, which is like where you know it's best to live in the freest of all society, even if you live in a world where there's shit you just do not understand. Yeah, I find living in the freest of all societies, it's the most room for creativity, the most room for like ingenuity and free thinking. And, oh yeah, yeah. That's the only. That's a good way of putting it. That's the yeah. only way we can move forward is by letting everyone do whatever the hell they want mm. to do and then eventually we find the best way to go forward. Mm. I do think though as well, it, it, it's a double-edged sword that people need to understand where like um, uh, as well as I'm pretty fucking, you know, liberal is not the word I'd use, but um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of politically ambigu- like ambiguous. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, like, but I think, you know, people who are like, you know, if if people want the right to, you know, be trans and chop the dick and balls off, fair enough, that's your right to do that. But I think, you know, they also have to accept that if we want to live in a world where we allow that freedom, we also have to allow the freedom for people to question that and, you know, raise their yeah. eyebrows at it and yeah. go, what the fuck? It's like, at the end of the day, it's still your choice to do that, but, you know, you have to... Bear in mind, people are going to raise their eyebrows at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm mm. definitely with you on that one. I'm more of the, um, that's a good way of putting it, the uh, ambu- uh, politically, politically ambiguous. ambiguous. That's yeah, actually yeah, really yeah. good. I've always just. a political party off that. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, always just kind of thought of myself as, um, in the same sense, yeah, I've always thought myself as the on the fence guy. Um, I take from whatever I just kind of make common sense out of. Mm and uh yeah it's just like if you exactly the same if you want to do one thing other people have the right to also question it but Mm. um it comes with 
the same title of uh, body modifications. I mean, I have I come from a very uh, conservative, I want to say, background. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of eyebrows raising whenever I add something new to my body or come new to the family gatherings. But I'm guessing you're not going to tell the family about this full skin. Oh, really don't care at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think the last time. A few years back, I did this uh, massive tattoo of myself and I posted it up and then I got the call from the mother saying, oh, did you add another one? And I kind of just yelled it back at her. I'm like, mm. what do you mean? Like, you know what I do. Yeah. So what's with the question? And then shut it down. And then since then, she hasn't said a word. But the rest of the family, you know, it's how it is. Mm. You just live with it. Mm. Another thing too, like two things I'm curious about is... Um, <clears throat> The price of body modification, the actual like financial price, because yeah. it seems like a very expensive ordeal. Yeah. But it also feels like the thing that should be expensive because if you're trying to get discounted body modification mm-hmm. work, you can't be upset if it doesn't come out the way you want. Yes, yeah. very true. Um, I mean, you can go the cheap. That the saying in the industry is you, you, everyone gets the tattoo they deserve. Right. So if you're a cheap cunt and you want to, how can I say that? Yes, you can. Oh, okay, there you go. If you want to cheap out or you want to haggle your artist to the point where he, you piss him off mm. or piss them off um, and they don't put all their all into it, then, you know, you get what you deserve. So mm. that's how it is. I mean, the price, yeah, if you want to dedicate yourself, I've heard of some people spending some ridiculous prices on full body, full body work over years, so... Yeah, some things that you could probably put to better use if you want to buy a house or something, but, you know. I, yeah, I mean, look, I was thinking of buying a house before I quit FIFO <laughs> and pursued this comedy thing. And I was just like, oh, man, this... Um, it was actually my brother who got me into talking about it because my brother, like, my eldest brother, he's kind of like a father figure. Mm. I'm very close with my father, but, like, my eldest brother is kind of like a second father figure. Yeah, he's 14 yeah. years older than me oh, and yeah. he's like a really got a really high paying job as an engineer and you know he doubles in nuclear energy too oh wow um yeah yeah he's got like a beautiful wife <clears throat> and three sons and a lovely home he's done really well for himself you yeah, know? yeah but he was talking to me like when i was talking to him about buying a house and he was saying like man you know if you want to buy a house fair enough if, if it's what you want to do he was like, just bear in mind though, once you take on that responsibility, it is so hard to get away from. Yeah. And responsibility, he was saying, he was like, I wouldn't change, he, he was saying, I wouldn't change the life I've uh, made for myself for anything. I love the life I've made. But the, like, if I was tw- in my 20s again, and if I was single again, fuck the shit I would want to do. And he was like, that shit sailed for me and I'm not super upset to see it leave, but there is shit I would have wanted to do. Yeah. And so like that just made me pause before I bought, bought this house and I thought, fuck, man, do I really want to settle in it for a job like, yeah. you know, that is just going to, I, I, I hate going to every day. I hate doing it every day. It's like, why not commit a serious, like commit to a serious level and commit to a 
serious amount of time to something a bit different, which is why I landed on stand-up comedy, which I've always wanted to do. Mm. So, you know, I think it's kind of goes with the philosophy, you know, you don't fucking get to take your money with you to the next world. Yes. You know, is, you, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's going to be buried in the same fucking, you know, six-foot grave. So, yeah. you know. It's um funny thing you mentioned that. I mean, that's, that's, that's lifestyle things. I mean, we've come a long way from, um, you know, the past where that's like the aim, the mm. house the family, the wife, mm. all that stuff. And I think life is too short to just kind of try to take one motto and just go with it for the rest of your life. Mm. Whereas in now, I mean, people are just happy being single for the rest of their lives as long as they commit to themselves. And if you pursue what makes you happy, mm. I mean, you like you said, you don't take the money with you in the next life. So... As long as you have no regrets at the end. Exactly. Why spend spend your life chasing money? Exactly. I mean, I actually, before this, I was studying to be in engineering Mm. and, um, yeah, absolutely hated it. Mm. And it was kind of the thing that I was pressured into, like I said, coming from a family that kind of they really wanted to guide you into what to do. Mm. Um, And you just fall into those same traits that everybody is in generation, generation, generation. But... Um, I was just in it and I was like, man, if this is this is going to be the rest of my life, then get me out of here. Yeah. Life. yeah. So luckily I found some guy that was um, getting out of tattooing, a good friend of mine, and um, I asked him, hey, you know what? I've always been into art, like from very, very little, and uh, I've always thought about trying it out. Do you reckon you could show me? And he just all of a sudden just gave me all of his stuff and – that's where it started. Mm. And I just started tattooing myself, tattooing skins, fruits, as you do when you start learning. And You can tattoo that shit. Yeah. There's so much I don't know about this. Well, I'm self-taught. So right. Yeah. I've been doing it, like I said, now. I professionally have been tattooing for about 10 years. Mm. And then there was a few years before that, I guess, where I was learning um, on, like you said, you, like I said, you learn on skins, fruits, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, and it's um it's i kind of lost track where i was no man yeah that's all good but um yeah that's how i got into it and it's exactly from that i just remember one time because i was doing engineering studying and i was working at the same time in the engineering field and i just remember one day being at work and just finishing a really long like it was like 13 hours or something something absolutely ridiculous and I just remember sitting in the car park and I was really young, but I guess it doesn't matter how old you are to have like a life epiphany. But I just remember sitting at the end of the day in the car and I was just like almost boiling my eyes out and I was just like, I can't do this. This is not for me. I can't settle down. I can't do the work. I can't get the house and the missus and the life and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So I was just like, I need to find a way out. And then luckily enough, it wasn't it wasn't too far long after that where I found tattooing and got into art again. So No, well, that's fucking yeah. pretty wicked because a lot of people take... I feel like so many people happily sign their lives away at an early age for, yeah. you know, the stable partner, for the stable job um for that stable life and if that's what true and if that's truly what people want i won't begrudge them for it Mm. like 
a lot of people are, ha- are content with that and a lot of people are happy with that. I think it's great that they find contentment because a lot of people never find uh, content with anything. But I feel like a lot of those people as well, I feel like they question it so much later in life. Like, fuck, what if I did this? You know, what no. if I had done that? You know, and, you know, I, it, it's kind of why, you know, being involved n- now in a creative endeavor after, you know, being involved with FIFO for so long, I've kind of gotten to this point where I have a great admiration for people who are involved in any, nearly any form of create, like creativity, yeah. whether it be stand-up, music, visual art, you know, uh, performance art, anything, anything like that. That's just my alarm to wake me up from my nap before I have to go to work. Um, sometimes I nap during the day, yeah. you know, but yeah. We all do. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, generally a creative's favorite pastime. Yeah, I found. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's where you get the most juices flowing in the brain. Oh man, yeah. yeah. But um, two other subjects I wanted to touch on as a tattoo artist. Yeah. Back to the dick piercing for a second. <laughs> yeah. So the logistics behind that now... Is there a benefit to the bedroom partner with it? As far as I heard, it I mean, it's personally on on the woman, but more often than not, yes. Mm. Yes. Right. Are you worried about it getting snagged inside? <laughs> um, no. 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 Okay. Absolutely not, no. I was about to say, yeah. you just fucking, you know you know you, you're pounding away and then you go to pull out and it gets snagged and you just rip all your foreskin off and you just come out with this skinless dick that would be pretty horrific that'd be uh another body mod i guess someone would be happy with no um yeah no i'm not too worried about that i'm not until you just mentioned it but mm. <laughs> no i don't think so well i mean it's it's again no judgment, but it yeah. is so bizarre to me. Yeah. Like, so far out of that field. And, you know, that's a bit hypocritical of me. I'm wearing a tie-dye psychedelic onesie. So, yeah. um, you know, this is just something really fun when I, you know, like to do shrooms in my yeah. apartment and just wig out to the stars. Yeah. Um, but, like, that seemed like... Yeah, I, I can't get my head around that. Like, yeah. I want to see it. Purely for <laughs> historical basis more, more than anything else. Yeah. And it's like... It's like when you, you know, want to see there or be there for something, yeah. you know? It's like, I would have loved to have been there for the last uh, guillotine execution in France. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, just to be there for that. Like, fuck, this was the last one. <laughs> it is like, and now, like, I want to see your penis with a piercing for him. I'm like, fuck, that's what it looks like, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean... I guess in that sense, I have my own. I mean, I'm at a level myself where there's still things that I probably wouldn't do and then things that I've seen where I'm like, man, that's far out of my league and that's crazy. So, what's something, so you, relative. Would, what's something you wouldn't do? Um, well, there is this whole uh, things of people putting things under their skin. Like, you can get, like, horns now. Put in oh, horns. yeah. That oh, stuff's f- pretty crazy. Yeah. And also... Uh, a new thing that's just kind of starting to pop up is a thing called scarification. I've seen some of that too. People get like out of like artificial <clears throat> real scars done, but like they do it artistically yeah. on their body. Yeah, and that's absolutely Jesus. crazy. I mean, mm. and the whole whole part of that is that so they cut into you, they do the design, and then as it's healing, you're supposed to use special. As far as I know, I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't do it. So, 
as far as I know, you're supposed to use a special method to heal it so that it actually creates a scar. Right. Because if you just patch it up and leave it, sometimes it will just heal and fade away. Right. But if you're you do supposed, it a certain way, yeah, you're supposed to use certain types we'll, of we'll creams and stuff to kind of damage the skin as it's coming back in. Not too far out, but <sighs> enough so that when it heals, it's a scar. And mm. that's that's pretty intense stuff. Free world principle, man. Yeah. Free world principle. Intense, mm. but I respect it. So, so. I mean, look, I respect it too if that's what you choose to do. I respect it for like anyone who like, and it's like, you know, people, uh, their parents must have said to them, it's like, are you taking this seriously? And it's like, <laughs> dude, they're cutting into their face. I think yeah. they're taking it fairly seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's about the most serious bot- body yeah. modification you can get. It yeah. sounds like, fuck, they must numb it though, wouldn't you say? No, I've heard that it hurts less than getting a tattoo. Really? Yes, that's what I've heard. And so a lot of people, yeah, just go go for it, go for gold. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. So, yeah. Jesus, we live in a new world, eh? Good Lord. Mind you, I mean, I suppose tattoos and certain elements of body modification have been um, like around for thousands of years. Like yeah. um, tattoos have been like a, are a tradition as old as written history. And um, like the Vikings used to file their teeth. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the the Germans used to wrap their heads to give them a warped shape. Yeah. And then, you know, Africans did have done scarification for like uh, oh, a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Years, so it's like, I suppose, I suppose in, in, a West, in a modern Western sense, it is. There's still a lot of stuff that's coming out that is quite new, um, but in the in really the historical sense, none of this is new. Yeah, it's like none. it's all stuff that's all, been around yeah. for a significant amount of time. Yeah. Mm. No, that yeah, that is yeah, that's exactly it. And um, there's um, a new wave of people getting um, like blackout tattoos, which is like getting complete sections of your body completely blacked out, or blacked out with a sort of tribal design and i I really dig that that's actually really cool but um yeah at the same sense it's something that the average person would look at on the street and be like man that's really far out there Mm. but when i look at it i'm like man that's really primitive that's like so cool it's Mm. very very yeah it's just very primitive it Mm. makes it takes it takes the human body back thousands of years and it makes you uh yeah it just kind of brings humanity back to its roots and it looks Mm. really cool i like i said earlier i can't take myself seriously so i couldn't take a serious tattoo on myself yeah seriously it's kind of it's probably an issue with me (laughs) um but uh like yeah i have to admit i went into a tattoo studio recently to talk to some people about some artwork and um like even though and even though the tattoo I plan on getting is not a serious tattoo, I look at the artwork that some of it does and it's like, man, like it is it is some of the most beautiful art today is tattoo mm. art. It's like there's a lot of modern art that's bullshit. And like I appreciate a lot of art, but there is a, a fair amount of modern art that is just croc. Mm. Mm. Not tattoo art. Like it is some of the most like well designed beautiful artwork that's around today like it really is it it feels like almost equivalent to like the 
you're looking at that screen like yeah, it, it just like, turned on. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's all good. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. It's just the ghost in the house. Yeah. But you were looking at it, it as like, did porn pop up on my PC? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and geez, I thought I took that off. You know, but um, it's uh, it's incredible that that kind of artwork, and it feels kind of like um, tattoo art. Because I watched a documentary recently because I wanted to get a tattoo artist yeah. on the podcast after watching this documentary. Oh, nice, yeah. I can't if I remember the fucking name for it. I'm ADHD. I apologize. But um, it feels like they were talking about like the progression of tattoos as they were starting to come around in the 50s and 60s. That was still very much a taboo thing. And mm. like, you know, and now they're, they're at this point and it kind of feels like the, we've gone through this body modification particularly when it comes to tattoos uh renaissance like there's all of this new artwork coming in there's all of these new creators in and you know with the internet everyone can promote their artwork that much quicker yeah you know yeah yeah um yeah it's absolutely crazy i mean i feel that we are probably i mean i mean who knows what the future holds but we are definitely in an age where the art is absolutely insane mm. and the work is only restricted by the artist. So there is definitely some artists out there that just make everyone want to aspire to them. I mean, the art that's coming out is absolutely crazy right now. Mm. And it's definitely, it's definitely a thing like, yeah, you said it's, it is sort of taboo still in a sense, but it's more like the subject matter now because tattoos are now like every day you see everyone with them now. So it's not really, I don't see it as taboo, but maybe the subject is what brings it into or the amount. I'm starting to feel very unique about having no tattoos these yeah. days. Yeah. Well, I feel that, yeah, I, I think I think it might come into generations where like one generation goes heavy on one side and then the next generation kind of like strays away yeah. from that. So I feel that there is actually quite a few people now getting like not getting tattoos and yeah. staying away from them just to seem edgy and cool yeah well yeah. you know comedians are you know I, I i happen to think anyone who starts out in comedy uh, automatically thinks that they're not cool you know <laughs> we're, we're pretty self-deprecating yeah. people us comedians and that's why we feel it gives us license to make fun of everyone else too yeah. because we make fun yeah. of ourselves a lot um, but the I do think you're right when it comes to generational things where like different generations go one way and then another. Yeah. It's kind of like that with I find politics in a big way. You know, one generation goes extremely conservative, extremely uh, liberal, um, then extremely conservative again, and then extremely liberal. It's only now, I think, with... The power of multiple entities, like the power of, you know, I don't want to call them great social thinkers because they're really then, they're not the, the greatest social thinkers in history. Um, but the, I do think they are very good at connecting different kinds of people. You know, you talk about Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson, you talk about those names. And I do think though, I agree with a fair bit of what they say. I don't agree with all of it. But the one thing I do think is quite admirable for them is they're having the conversation about, you know, oh, yeah. what kind of lives to lead and what interconnectivity can have. And then second to that is the power of the internet. Yeah. I do think the power of the internet is like this great avenue for discussion. And I do think eventually, like, 
it probably won't happen in our lifetime, mm. but I do think with the power of the inter- internet um, is it will eventually will eventually figure out a way to um, completely change our forms of government. And so it, it's so far away from happening yet. So many things need to happen first. So many social changes need to occur. But it's like, why could you simply not run the country or run countries, run ideas, run elections off internet referendum? Like if a, if a, if let's say the government proposes a law, like you, you'd still need elected officials, yeah. of course. But let's say the government wants to pass a law rather than just say, Oh, you know, we've got uh, yada, 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 yada to fucking vote on. Um, why not just say it's like, okay, well, rather than debate about this for fucking 12 hours and, you know, soak up money and uh, debating the shit and then promoting the shit, why don't we just have an online referendum uh, that is mandatory for all citizens? They'll be sent an email, we'll have a secure server, and, and we'll do it that way. And it's like, and then we'll do it that way and then it's like it's 10 times quicker yeah. it's 10 times more efficient and then people will say oh well yeah you know the the servers can be corrupted and things like that paper elections have been corrupted oh. so it's not yeah. like <laughs> you, you can't say you can't one. get away from it yeah exactly so i think it would all up just be easier way to get laws passed i think you know? politics is one of those things where it's just like everybody can have a better idea than what's going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're, one of the biggest problems with politics is that we leave it too much to the older generation to decide what the new generation needs to get into. Mm. Like, these guys have grown up their whole lives thinking one way and then we expect them to govern and run the country and do things for the younger generation to step into. And yeah. it's completely backwards. I mean, yeah. Uh, the only way we progress is to listen to the to the young people. I mean, I feel like they're definitely what lead us into the future. I mean, uh, I come from a like a like with my family being conservative. I come from a conservative um, country in the world where it's considered a third world country because they're stuck in their ideals and they don't want to move forward. Mm. Everyone is all that, that whole mentality of respect your elders, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like if elders respect the young ones, um, a lot more change can happen. I mean, in a Western sense, that is what happens. I mean, the only way we get new ideas is for someone young to come along and say, hey, how about trying it this way? Mm. And it's a lot better. And we get stuck in, I feel like most places in the world get stuck in that loop where they just want to do things one way and it just, it brings them all too far behind where you get these mega powers like, yeah, like America and all that kind of stuff. I mean, without getting into it, they've got a lot of problems themselves, but at the same time, the reason they've progressed is because of the power of the young people coming in and changing the world because they see an easier way or a better way to do it. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't pay attention to too much about politics. What I do is I listen to people who pay attention to politics yeah. and I steal their ideas. And, you know, because, <laughs> you know, good artists borrow, great artists steal, oh, yeah. you know. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny, you look at all the politicians in Australia and this yeah. is where like Australia is, actually America's got it in a big extent too, but a lot of the politicians in Australia, they come from 
public service families. They come from yeah. families where uh, a lot of them have been lawyers, a lot mm. of them have been judges, or some of them have been um, in some kind of in like uh, industry. Some of them have been involved with sketchy charity, you know, fronts. Yeah. Um, so the, the, they've got all these things. A lot of them have been involved in the tax system or the welfare system yeah. for a long, long time. So there aren't many really grassroots politicians. Most politicians that are in Australia today um, have like come from these families that have almost raised them to be politicians. Yeah. You know? So it's more like an oligarchy of like you know select families picking and choosing who's going to be in politics and yeah. raising them than it is like elected officials. And how 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 much can the world or Australia change if we're just picking the same the same fruit from the same tree? Yeah. To like and it's just like yeah, we might this guy might see it from this side but it doesn't change that far. I mean, if people like you or me ended up choosing sh- shooting the shots, I mean we could actually do something different. And I'm not saying it's we would make it work, but at least we could see and then something might change where people can realise, hey, you know what, actually this guy's onto something, you know? That's why I voted for the legalised cannabis party, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's know. definitely... that. That's coming in. That's Look, def- man. No one can stop that. That's Look, coming in. The fact that they are not the lead party is I'm very disappointed in Australian <laughs> citizens. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> We keep voting for these same two or three parties, okay? The Greens don't count, um, you know, but we, there's this great part. And again, all the other parties are so ambiguous with their politics. Yeah. Like they all say, oh, we're going to create more jobs. We're going yeah. to lower taxes. We're going to create, do education reform and healthcare reform, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you say this shit, but really you're so ambiguous. What are you going to do? How yeah. are you going to do it? Yeah. You know, what are the goals at the end of the day? Again, and it just seems like they want to stay in power, which they yeah. do. The legalized cannabis party, what they are trying to do is in their fucking name. You know, yeah. it's like you, you cannot get away without with it. And I feel, and you know, people ask, well, what are they going to do after that? It's very obvious what, you know, the legalized cannabis party does yeah. after they do that. They legalize cocaine. All right. <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah, what the world needs. Yeah, man. We would be a superpower if cocaine was legal in this country because yeah. everyone would be happy to be working 18-hour days. We would, you know, have a, this booming economy because everyone was working so much because yeah. to pay for their drug habit. <laughs> you know, we would... So, a, a booming economy, A everyone's working 18-hour days. Not even China can keep up with that. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, they probably feed them cocaine like... Probably. In their, in their camps. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably why they keep jumping out of the factories <laughs> and into the nets and just bounce them straight back into the factory. No, it's yeah. true. I think that's um, a lot of things that um, like that are just holding us back. I mean, yeah, we just, we just, oh, it just takes so long for change. And mm. I feel like, yeah, it's just, we just need a massive, I mean, this, especially with this COVID that came in. That rocked the world no. upside down, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had to adapt. And whether we, some people think we did good or we did bad, um, in that sense, it's like you need something like that to just rock the fucking ship that we're all in. It, you know what? Yeah. For me, it doesn't matter if you're anti-vaccine or pro-vaccine. Real to me, that matters very little. Mm. If you disagree with the fact that uh, the government took way too many liberties in citizens' lives. You're 
you're a fool. Like, mm. I think the government took way too many, like, liberties in the day-to-day lives of citizens. Like, just just gross uh, abuse of it. Mm. And, you know, then they mm. say, oh, no one's going to be coerced. Like, FIFO guys were very pissed off about it oh, yeah. because it was like, um, oh, we're not going to coerce anyone into getting the vaccine. And it's mm. like, well, hold on. You're telling me I can't catch a flight to site and I can't go to work if I don't have yeah. the vaccine. That's pr- like... That's- they put all these stipulations that just kind of holds you down. Yeah. yeah. I have exactly the same. I have a few family members that were just pissed off. Fly from FIFO as well. And they just... Oh, it's just the, the companies as well. They yeah. took advantage of it and they would like tell them things like, look, we're not going to force you, but you can't come to work. Yeah. And then these people are like sunken into mortgages, families to feed. It's like, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like I can't just just sign just sign a paper and say, okay, you know what? I'm not working today and just jump on the Centrelink or whatever because, you know. No, it, it is. It's a gross, gross violation <clears throat> of uh, human privacy and human security. Yeah. And again, like if anyone wanted to get the vaccine, I really have no grudges against it. I have no gripes with mm. the vaccine. But the government should not be allowed to tell regular citizens what to do. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like it's a slippery slope in terms of what the government will do. Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, the government would never, you know, uh, abuse its citizens. And it's like, they fucking do every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's, um, it's definitely one of those things where we... I mean, it's good that we had like I'm I'm the same I'm not either pro or against I personally did a, did the vaccines and um, I ended up getting COVID myself anyway so it didn't really matter exactly um, so did I I got COVID too and I had a vaccine and a booster yeah I had yeah I had the three as well and it's just it's a matter of like I think it's taking COVID out of it. It's more of the matter of where, how the people reacted. And, and mm. I mean, you can only hold people for so long and then people revolt. And that's what happened all around Australia. There's so many things that happened, all the mm. all the uh, riots, all the protests and, you know, it's... Yeah, it makes sense. This is why I actually have huge respect for my roommate, Callum, because he actually held out on the vaccine, didn't you, Callum? Yep. Never got it. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> I wish I was in that man's fucking shoes. Like he was... And then another comedian I worked with, Corey White, he mm. held out too. Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not getting this shit. And they gave him so much flack for it. And now when he goes up on stage, he abuses the audience for right. it. He's like, I remember what you pro-vaccine people were like. <laughs> you were fucking disgusting to us people. And like, he's right. Like, yeah. uh, you know... So anyone who didn't get the vaccine and came through, salute to you. You are fucking better people again. And again, to the people who are pro-vaccine, I'm not anti-vaccine. I really couldn't give a shit. But it really should be a choice. Oh yeah. It's like it, yeah. the government should never have a should never have a say over what people do with their mm. bodies. Mm. It's kind of like why I have this gripe with. Um, I do feel kind of bad for women in America at the moment with abortion, oh, which is like it's terrible. terrible. Yeah, stuff. like I'm not. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it, 50-50. Not the act itself. like yeah. the, It should be a sacred ride. But the act of getting an abortion, I'm kind of 50-50 on it mm. because it's like, you know, I, I do think it should be a women's right, but I also think it's like, well, 
with all the precautions there are today, it does seem extremely irresponsible to get pregnant in the first place yeah. without intention. I think you and me have a very similar thinking. I mean, going back to that politically ambiguous, mm. um, yeah, I'm on the same boat. Like, I think, I mean, I mean, I feel like sometimes the way people go around things is, um, it's the way people do things or the groups of people do things might have an impact of how the opposite side reacts to it. Mm. So, I mean, I'm pro-choice. I think it should, you know, it's necessary, especially in this day and age. But at the same time, I also do believe, like, I mean, we're in an age where it's pretty pretty easy not to get someone pregnant. Yeah. So, so it seems so, like inappropriate to get an abortion and again like this isn't a uh, a fucking slap in the face of women who do it but yeah. it's like it, it it does seem like a gross level of being negligible with your you know yeah. with your responsibility yeah. and it's like if, if you're if you're going to have intercourse you you should know the repercussions of, of yeah. having intercourse and it's like this isn't me standing from a morally high ground. Yeah. I have way too much unprotected sex. Um, so <laughs> yeah. this isn't me talking down to anyone. But and it's not me thinking like again. The, the only reason I am really pro-choice, or the main reason I'm pro-choice, <clears throat> is because the government should like never have a say yes, in exactly. what people do with their private, in what people do um, with their bodies yeah i mean and it's like if there's a doctor willing to provide that service Mm. and you have the money to pay for that service it should really like that's it that's the only between you and your doctor i mean at the end of the day we're we're all humans we all make mistakes as well so yeah you can't judge someone off of the base of just one mistake that's exactly right too Um, and it's like will Will smith slap yeah i mean same thing you can't just judge someone on one action that they've done i mean it's some we're all humans we're all makes mistakes so mm. the government to come in and say you know what you shouldn't be allowed to make mistakes is a is a pretty big call on them so mm. you can't make mistakes so we're not going to allow you to do this or um we're in charge of you whether you get a vaccine or not because you're not smart enough to make that decision that's what it makes you feel like it mm. makes us feel like we're just cattle in this farm yeah yeah, yeah. you know so it's it is. It really is a fucking cattle system, and I, I wouldn't be totally upset if all uh, like the top echelons of government across the world in every country were taken out of their homes and shot. But you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lead that revolution. You know, I'm too. I'm I'm, I'm way too chilled out for that. Yeah. Plus, I I don't know what would come after. So yeah. it's not like I. It's not like if I led that revolution, I yeah. would be like, and then we're going to replace it with this. I'd literally <laughs> get there, and I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. I, I didn't think I didn't think it would come this far, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. a little bit like when you got a girl in bed, and you know, you know, she was, oh, have you got protection? It's like, I didn't think I'd make it this far, yeah. girl, To be honest with you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't plan I know I should have planned yeah. ahead, but you really, this was not uh, scheduled in the forecast. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, so it's not for me to lead that revolution. But most of government just disappoints me so much. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I do also think you get the leaders you deserve to some extent too. I think most citizens these days are tremendously neglectful of themselves, both physically and mentally. And I think they're incredibly neglectful 
of younger generations. You know, p- people might say that the younger generations are spoiled, and maybe there's an argument for it. Mm. But I also feel like, well, the younger generations are also facing problems that no other generation has had to face with in mm. recorded history. No other generation has had to face the level of inflation that we do. Oh, yeah. um, no other generation has had the high, this super high cost of living. You know, um, they start walking around everywhere. Exactly, with gas prices man. going the way they are. I know, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so. And then, as well as that, you know, no, you know, so many jobs are becoming automated, and so many there are so many new jobs in like internet and 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 that kind of shit yeah and it's like well fuck we're not educating the next group of people in those jobs like people are having to learn for themselves oh, yeah. and so yeah. like there's yeah there's been this very uh, in the early 2000s i feel like there's been this really really interesting period where we are going through this job this change in you know economics and jobs and things like that that really is not kinder to the younger generation no. And the older generation, you know, particularly the baby boomers, they're always like, oh, you younger people are so soft. Yeah. It's like the older generation, you could fucking pay off your house <laughs> in five paychecks. That's yeah. how cheap the real estate was back then. Like my parents bought their house in 1996. Yeah. And I think they bought it for $150,000, $200,000. And it's a pretty nice parents. house. And in fairness yeah. to my parents, they worked really really hard to get that house and that was expensive back then that is expensive back then yeah now it's like somewhere close to a million yeah and i'm like we're never going to be able to afford this coming from the lower end my parents they bought their house and i'm pretty sure they bought it for about somewhere between the ballmark of 70 and eighty thousand. this was back in like 99 and even to this day, she we talk about it, and I just can't get over the fact that her mortgage is just like six hundred bucks a month. And I'm just like, try and find a rental like that this mm. day, unless you want to live in a shoebox. Yeah, they'll probably still charge you six hundred dollars a yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. At least in a rental, you're not <laughs> fucking getting interest rates and things no. like that. You know, so that's the other thing too. It's like interest rates are. So yeah. bad as well, you know that it, it it doesn't feel like there's, um, it doesn't feel like there's economically financially uh, much safe haven for any people these days. Yeah, and it's like people are just gonna have to work till they're fucking seventy five and uh, probably longer. Yeah, probably longer by the time we get to that age. They'll yeah. probably change it up on us. So. I mean, this is why, you know, I'll start this. But I mean, I said earlier, you know, um, you, you know, you don't get to take any money with you to your grave, which I truly believe. Mm. But, you know, I'm a bit of a hypocrite in saying that too because I'm trying to monetize this podcast as quickly <laughs> as possible, you know, to Mate, supplement it's my... daily grind. Exactly, as long as you can live you know, tomorrow, then that's fine. Precisely, yeah. you know. It's so long as, you know, hopefully at some point I'll be able to monetize this so I don't need to do anything else and I can comfortably sustain my um drug habit you know so that's the that's the goal you know yeah, that is that's that, yeah yeah that's a that's a beautiful goal yeah hookers Very at the casino recent. don't pay for themselves mate you know <laughs> so yeah it's fucking again oh <laughs> speaking of hookers uh i had this funny story um Go on. story time yeah 
Here we go. I'm back in time. Yeah. I think I might have told this story on the podcast, but I haven't told you yet. So, uh, the, uh, a friend of mine was asking me, like, man, like, you know, what's, what, what sponsors are you willing to do on the podcast? I'm like, fucking anything, bro. <laughs> I was like, does Langtree's need a local shout out? Like, I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll sponsor them. We're like, yeah. Who's on this week, guys? Yeah, yeah. Susie is fucking doing DP and spit roasts on Friday night. Yeah, fucking, oh. I'll do that shit. And uh, we'll just stop in the middle of every interview and be like, we're just going to take a second. Yeah, to we're going to, yeah. Our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Talking in the middle of yeah, like yeah, some, yeah, bringing yeah. some big conservative in. Or exactly. Some israeli like you said before or something like that someone with a yeah. conservative background and be like you know we're just gonna stop for a second and uh yeah. bring up this beautiful home australian business yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah also we're we're, we're uh, sponsoring a new content creator <laughs> around here uh her only fans is fucking yada 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 uh, uh she sent me samples of her work <laughs> i can't approve you know I can't guarantee you're getting your your bang for your buck. Exactly, exactly. You will crank your dick to this all the time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that would fucking be very funny. Yeah, to do that. But yeah, eventually, I'd love to have like my own studio for this shit. But yeah. I bought pretty good equipment, and the audio in this room isn't too bad either. Once I learnt how to use the soundboard. Oh, I mean, this is this is pretty sweet. I mean, mm. what you more you do is just what more anyone with like longer running podcasts all they do is just get a bigger room but at the same time as comfortable as this yeah yeah it's pretty chilled out yeah, it's pretty chilled that's yeah. what you want yeah, yeah. exactly um uh, the fucking i can't re- re- wait to release tuesday's episode yeah. i haven't told i had this comedian jay on he was he was brilliant yeah. but both of us are severely adhd oh so two severely adhd people like talking yeah. the conversation just makes no sense <laughs> Like that, those, those are the good ones. I don't think those anyone will ones. enjoy the conversation as much as me and Jay did. Yeah, like the conversation <laughs> is just so bizarre. Um, and the second episode I had with the other, three other comedians, we were just <clears> talking <throat> about like foreskins and how much of a piece of shit Meryl Streep was for <laughs> most of it. You know, we're like we, that's what we were talking about. Oh and god, the conversation with Jay was fucking weirder than that. Like yeah. I can't wait to release that episode again. That's going to be one of those episodes where people come to me and they say, why did you release that? It's so fucking weird. And I'm like, look, ADHD people will really enjoy this because <laughs> they'll get That'd what it's like. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Real quick, we've got to go into the last segment of the show. Go for it. Now, I do this thing. You probably don't know, but uh, I do this thing um, called non-pedophile of the week, you know, Um <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, what it's about is we talk about who is not a pedophile okay. this week. You know what? And I'm going to int- usually I keep it to Hollywood celebrities because yeah. I'm a big believer in the Hollywood conspiracy theory that most of the top echelon of uh, famous people before two and they were famous before 2005 are pedophiles. Yes. A lot of the ones that were famous after 2005 are pedophiles as well, but the ratios dipped a little, evened out a little bit. Yeah. More. Okay. Um. So yeah. But this week, we're going to do something a little bit differently. Okay. We're going to go with politicians worldwide who are not pedophiles. Because I think a lot of them are too. Uh, I think they all are. Mm. Yeah. I say a lot, you know, not not all, but a lot. And one guy that I am going to go with, this may surprise some of you, it... uh, 
but historically going, we're going back historically a fair bit, this one. Yeah. But Richard Nixon. Well, I don't know. I don't think so, man. You don't think so? I don't think so. Let's pull his details up and I'll tell you why. All right. Convince okay. me. Convince so, me. So, yeah, I always, I, I always back up my theories. Never with hard evidence, just with correlating coincidences. Um, uh, yeah, Richard Nixon, the big dick. <laughs> big dick, Richard. Yeah, big dick, dick. Big dick, Nicky. Um, so, again, he was married to one woman for most of his life. Not a... Again, when you look at celebrity pedophiles who like are highly suspect or convicted... They never have that level of marriage security. Mm. Politicians <clears throat> usually do have more marriage security because they're politicians. They need to impress their constituency. The other thing about Richard Nixon is he's one of the most hated presidents ever and so much shady shit came out about him. Um, like when he did the whole fucking, you know, the that thing with the hotel watergate, watergate yeah. ship yeah 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 that yeah. shit um so much shit came out about him then mm. that like people hated him and they dragged his name through the mud and I was like fair enough fair enough you hate him but when you look at it when any bad shit comes out about a celebrity whether it be oh they do tax dodging they do this they do that when people are really starting to dig shit out about him yeah. usually the sexual allegations come out at some oh, point yeah. No sexual allegations came out from him. The other reason why I think is he is notorious as the man who hated politics. Mm. He was not. He was a really, really smart guy, but he hated politics. It was incredible he was ever elected. Like he didn't like being a public pleaser and shaking hands. He thought it was a waste of time. He mm. he always rather just liked to legislate and administrate. Um, so the fact that he hates politicians as much as I do gets him in my good books as far as being a non-pedophile. Mm. Your thoughts? Have I, pre- have you know I presented that, enough that coincidence That is actually to very... Um, that is very convincing. That actually is a good theory. Mm. I mean, it is true when people start digging in, that's one of the things that just comes out. Yeah. Someone blurts it out and then millions of stories start coming out. So It's not always true, but yeah. when there's smoke, there's fire, as I say. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is true. All right, you got me. That's mm. him. Thank yeah. you. Yep. He's in the books. Yeah. All right, bro. We're going to um, wrap it up soon. Oh, one last thing I need to talk to Go you about. Okay. Yeah. Dick piercing you've done. <laughs> okay. I need to know the weirdest bottom body modification that you have done on yourself or someone else. Oh, okay. Um, mm, no, I haven't. Re- I stay away from that kind of stuff to other people. I have tattooed genitals. Your own? Yes. No, no, not my own. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Maybe in the books later, but <laughs> I've tattooed other people's. Um, and probably the weirdest... No, I haven't got anything weird in myself. I mean, I don't look at it weird. Epic. Yeah. But I do have... You, you'll be able to see it, but I tatt- I pierced my own septum and been stretching it. And epic. It's, that's fucking nuts. That's, that's a painful one. That's epic. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, dude, plug your business. Plug your business. Go on. Well, yeah. You can find me on mostly Instagram. Um, it's under Roberto Black Tattoos. Uh, all, tattooer, all in one word. And uh, yeah, that's my business. I mean, I never post and I'm always busy. That's how you find me. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it, man. Um, any businesses? 
not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, yeah, there's there's quite a there's there's quite a few, but I'm pretty sure that other people can plug themselves. But as far as I personally know, personally can attest to, um, there's only very few OnlyFans I can plug. Nice. <laughs> no. Very nice. No, but, fair um, enough. Um, no, well, I'll quickly plug myself. Um, guys, this has been the Profeshi Anal Degenerates podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. Um, uh, the schedule for future episodes, we've, you know, we're getting some structure to this uh, project of mine now, where the scheduling uh, is going to be a Tuesday episode and a Friday episode. Um, we are also on SoundCloud and we are also on Patreon. If you donate to the Patreon at this stage, again, I want to introduce uh, more benefits the further we go on. But at this stage, if you donate to the Patreon, you can be involved in the non-pedophile of the week discussion. Okay? You can have your pick. You can have your say. You can also claim people who you think are pedophiles. It's a totally anonymous system. I will not dish out on anyone. So, guys, thank you for listening. This has been the Professional Degenerates Podcast. Alex Flay, signing off.